Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled, It Is Written. This message is a part of our larger Exodus series. However, Pastor Chuck is throwing us a little curveball in using Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 as his primary text for this message. So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Matthew right now, and let's join in with Pastor Chuck. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Y'all know how that is after day two of a fast. Boy, y'all be ready to break down, boy. Y'all, y'all be ready to break down like broke knees. Like y'all just be, y'all be done after day two. After, after 24 hours, y'all are done. So y'all know how it is. Y'all know how extreme of a challenge this is for Jesus to have done this for 40 straight days and nights. How weary he was in his flesh how hungered he was in his flesh, how hungry he was, excuse me. And the tempter came and said to him, and the tempter came and said to him, and the tempter came and said to him, if he came at Jesus, don't think you get a pass. Because we look like Jesus. we're, We're saved and set free by Jesus. We're created in the image and likeness of Jesus. So the last thing he will want you to do is to stay in Jesus. So, and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, Command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, he being Jesus answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. Underline that it is written. Highlight that it is written. Put a star by that it is written. How circle it. Whatever you do to take notes in your Bible, this is what you do. Underline, put a pen in it. However it goes down. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Not some of the Holy Scriptures, not most of the Holy Scriptures, every word of the Holy Scriptures. That's key. Some of us love to take part and not the whole, right? We got to take all of it, all of it. We got to take all of this and make it happen for us. All of it, it is written. We got to put all of it into us. I love the way uh, A.W. Tozer says it. He says it like this. Nothing less than the whole Bible can make a whole Christian. Nothing less than the whole Bible, all of it, can make a whole Christian. So Jesus is saying, listen, he's telling the enemy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5, then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, Throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and on their hands, they will bear you up. Lest you strike your foot against a stone. Verse seven, Jesus said to him again, it is written. You shall not put the Lord God to the test. 
Again, verse 8, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he showed him their glory. Verse 9, and he said to him, all these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written. There it is again, for it is written. That's the second time. Uh, I mean, the third time, the second time we see it is in verse six, underline it in verse six, for it is written. He would command his angels concerning you and on their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. Verse seven, Jesus said to him again, it is written, underline it there. It is written. You shall not put the Lord, your God to the test. Verse eight. And the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Verse nine. And he said to him, all these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan. Hopefully you're reading in your Bibles and you see there's an exclamation point at the end of that statement. Be, be get out my face. Like you got to say it with some anger. You got to say it with some frustration. You got to say it like I'm tired. I'm getting ready to literally smack the taste out your mouth, enemy. Satan, I'm sick of you. Be gone, Satan. Some of you literally have to begin to posture yourself in this way. Read it like the scriptures have written it. Be gone, Satan. Some of y'all need to yell that right now. Right now, you know your situation. You know how he's been trying to play mind games in you. You know what's been going on in your family. You know what's been happening with your children. You know what's been going on with your job. You know what's been going on in your neighborhood. You know what's been going on in our cities. You know what's going on in our country. You know what's going on in the world. Be gone, Satan. I'm sick of you. Be gone, Satan. For... Here it is again. It is written. You shall not, I mean, excuse me, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Watch this. Then the devil left him and behold, his angels came and were ministering to him. I want to preach from a subject title today. Very simple. It is written family. This is important. We've been walking through this in prayer. Some of you remember this from earlier this week. This is the way we've been growing recently. Our morning glory prayer meetings, and it's been good. And the Lord has been speaking and the Lord has been healing and the Lord has been delivering. And the Lord, and most importantly, has been maturing us. He's been maturing us over these last five months. The Lord has been maturing us every time that we have gathered. The Lord has done something special for us. Uh, and I used to want to uh, um, almost uh, beg and plead for you to come. I'm not doing that no more because it, it, it comes to times where you as as men and women of the faith, you got to put on your big boy pants and your big woman pants and you got to begin to walk like a big woman, a big man in the Lord. You got to start taking some adult responsibility for your walk. And as your pastor, I will continue to pray and continue to cover you. But there's some things that you have to do. The Apostle Paul even said, I had to release them at times. I had to release them into the hands of the Lord because it's, it's some things that we're doing because we, we're so consumed by this flesh. 
We, we want to do things our way on our, our own strength, and we still want to act like we uh, uh, can make it without the Lord. Now, we may, not, we may not actually subtly say that, but we all do that. I am a victim of that every day. So uh, uh, here you go, Amber Jean. I can go there because I know there, right? I, I can go there. I, every day, there's some point of my day, there's some situation in my life where I decide I know better than God. But Jesus said everything. John 15, he said, apart from him, I can do nothing. So I can't even, I can't even do the things that I need to do. Walk how I need to walk. Talk how I need to talk. See how I need to see. Here I, I can't do anything without Jesus. I don't care how simple it is. I can't do it without him because he's the one who comes to give us life and life more abundantly. He's the author and perfecter of my walk, my life, my faith. He is Lord. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So I found out during these times when my flesh is weary and, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I haven't had much sleep, I had much rest and I'm, and I'm sitting there and the alarm goes off and I'm thinking to myself, do, do, I, I, I could just pass today. I'll be all right. I'll get up and pray a little bit later. No, 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 no. This is an important time to meet with him. I can't do anything without him. And every time, even when I get on that call begrudgingly, every single time we meet for prayer, the Lord speaks, the Lord moves, the Lord does some work of deliverance in me. And that's what we're striving for in this series as we're going through Exodus, once we're peering out from the book, but we're still in the series. What we're looking at today is the mindset of one who desires to be delivered who desires to trust in the great deliverer. And so here it is. Here it is. We see that we come to this place in Matthew chapter four, where Satan is tempting our Lord. And what does he use as his weapon, his divine strategy? It is the word of God. There's a spiritual discipline called Bible intake that is very important. I'm going to do more teaching than I'm going to do preaching today. So here it is. There's a spiritual discipline called Bible intake. There's no greater spiritual discipline than this one. All the other spiritual disciplines flow out of this one. It's, it's the intake of the Bible. It's the reading, the studying, the reflecting on, the memorizing of, of Scripture. It is Bible intake. What it feels. So here's a question I want to pose for you. If your growth in Christ was measured by your Bible intake, what would that measurement read? Would it read us on the, on, the, on the high end of the spectrum or the scale? Would it read us on the lower end? Or maybe it's in between. No judgment. It's just a question. If your growth in Christ, if we talk about, you know, when you go, uh, uh, um, when you go went to the doctors when you were young, or for those of you who have had children or have children, and you've taken them uh, to the doctor, one of the things they tell you how to do, how to um, feed your child, how to nourish your child, how to keep on the lookout for, for how they will grow. And they tell you certain uh, things that you need to do, these vitamins, these vegetables, and all these other things that they want the child to have so they can grow properly. And like manner, our Heavenly Father gives us his holy word that helps us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ properly, right? So does the word of God still capture your soul like that anymore? Does the word of God capture your attention in that way anymore? Does the word of God compel you even more to come sit with your heavenly father, to be in his loving arms? Does it compel you anymore? 
that's just a, that's a real question. Does the word of God compel you or does it annoy you? Does it irritate you? One of our core values says it is, it is biblical authority. The, we read the Bible and the Bible reads us. We get this examination. We get this, we get this spiritual examination by the great physician to see where we are off. To see, to see uh, not only where we are off, but how, watch this, also how we have grown. Used to be, you know, little kids, they still do this in the house. They, uh, some families, they do it in the house where the child grows and it's like these memory points as they look in the house to see how tall the child has gotten. You know, and I love, I love to think of it in that way. When we're reading our Bible, I can see our Heavenly Father looking at us and say, oh yeah, baby, you've grown. Look at you. You're just growing up. You just look at my daughter just growing up in the Word. Look at Alexis. She's just growing up. Uh, uh, look at Lauren. She's just growing up. Uh, look at Ashley. She's just growing up. She's just growing up. She's getting strong and healthy. Look at that. So does the word of God, does the word of God compel you in that way? Does it, does it, does it call you? He says, with loving kindness, have I drawn you? Do you even receive, do you delight in him to that way? And so for us today, this is, this is a, this is a self-assessment. This is a check for us, but it's also going to serve as, as a, um, um, in equipping for the weapon that he has given us with his word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's a weapon for us. So we're going to, we're going to look at this today. Again, I want you to hear this. 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 I want you to hear this clear. Whatever has your attention, has your attitude and actions as well. Family, can we be honest? Where are we on that spectrum of the word of God having our attention? Is it, and I just give you three categories. Is it low? Is it medium or high? That's for you and the Holy Spirit right now. Is it low? Is it medium or high? And wherever it is, let us continue or let us start or let us reconnect back to that word. And get acquainted with the God who loves us, who saves us, and who lives for us. Amen, 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 amen. Listen, again, so there's no other spiritual discipline more important than Bible intake. You heard me say this a lot recently. I'm going to go back to it. Um, 2 Peter 3, 17. I have to continue to uh, uh, say this or restate this verse because it's of vast importance for the believer. He says, you therefore, beloved, verse 17, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Check your surroundings. Check your circle of friends. Check your network. So we're not carried away with the error of lawless people. Are we spending more time with those who are not of the faith? Are we listening to people who are not of the faith more than we are listening to those of the faith? And even with those of the faith, you better know your word because some of those can lead you astray. Some of them do it intentionally. Some of them do it unintentionally. But either way, you need to have your word based for yourself. And I'm going to tell you this, even this family, you need to check behind me too. Y'all know I love y'all. 
Y'all know I ain't about no foolishness when it comes to God's word. Y'all know I'm striving to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better leader, a better pastor, a better disciple for the Lord Jesus, a better servant for the Lord Jesus. Y'all know that. Y'all been y'all been walking me. Some of y'all been walking me for a long time. Some of y'all the last six months. Some of y'all last six years. However length of time has been there. Y'all know my heart is to. I'm a man uh, after God's own heart. Y'all know that. But hey, I ain't perfect. And here's the other thing. I ain't God. I can miss it sometimes. So when I give you these scriptures, when I provide them to you, you better go back to your word and check for yourself and the Holy Spirit. And make sure I ain't, I ain't going astray. I ain't saying nothing crazy. I ain't going off, off the deep end. Check, check me. Because it's important. I, I want my soul to be preserved in the arms of the Lord. And I know nothing can pluck me out of his hand. I know nothing can separate me. I know all of this. But I'm still wrapped in this nasty, sinful flesh. And I have the, watch this, fancy word. I have the proclivities to lean into my own devices. I have the, I, ha, I have the, I have the uh, desires sometimes that don't line up with the word of God. I have these fleshly desires, these lustful desires sometimes that don't line up with the word of God. And so I need to get into this word. I have to have this word conform me and, 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 and conform me more into his image and likeness and transform me by the renewing of my mind. This word, this word of God, here's something for you. Take what you write now. Not in my notes. Here's something for you. The word of God conforms us more into his image and likeness and it transforms us by the renewing of our minds. That's what the word of God is well able to do. So there it is. I love the way um, um, this, uh, this missionary, uh, Elizabeth Elliot, uh, uh, talked about it. She said this. She said, the word of God, I think of as a straight edge, right? If any of you done any type of building, this is quite fitting for rebuild. Kind of bit, you have the straight edge where you draw these lines. If you, if you would cut as brick, you know about this. Uh, so here you go. The word of God, I think of as a straight edge, which shows up. Any of you artists, Sarah, y'all know how you use the straight edge to draw lines and do all that type of stuff. I'm bringing this home a little more. The word of God, I think of as a straight edge, which shows up our own crookedness. We can't really tell how crooked our thinking is until we line it up with the straight edge of scripture. I, uh, oh, that was so, that was so convicting when, when I came across this in, in, in my study. It says, we can't really tell how crooked our thinking is until we line it up with the straight edge of scripture. Oh, you might think you're on track. You might think you're good, but that, that, that thing that you think is good, it may not even be God. You may be, fr you may be far from it and you'll never know until you read the Bible and let the Bible read you, which is why that is one of our core values again at Rebuild Fellowship. The word, it is essential. It is the end all, be all, all in all for us, the word of God. And that's where we'll pause for today with a timely reminder of the importance of being in your scriptures. Thank you for taking the time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That's www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we would love to have you join us. On our website, you can find the dates that we are meeting in person as we are still operating under a modified schedule due to the pandemic. 
You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Please join us again for our next episode where Pastor Chuck delivers the third part of his message, which is titled, It Is Written. Thank you.